0: Hello, everybody. The podcast begins in a moment. I mean, it begins now because you're already listening. And what what else would this be? This isn't this isn't an infomercial. This isn't a uh, this isn't an old episode of Oprah. It's not a rerun of Oprah. If that's what you come here for, then stop it. Turn it off. You 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 got bigger problems. You're not aware of your surroundings. You're not aware of what you're doing. I'm barely aware, so don't blame yourself. But just stop listening because this is not what this is. Uh, the podcast is a fun, good one, a short one, and a formative one coming up in a moment. I just wanted to quickly clarify two things I left out of two stories. I got a little lost in the excitement of it. When I talk about Syria and Trump's response to Russia supporting Assad and called him Animal Assad, and they were deciding what to do and what not to do, I forget, forgot to mention the bombings that took place. So just to clarify so you get the full information on the story, uh, Trump said that very soon, we will be attacking with very smart, very effective bombs. If Russia threatens to knock them down like they did, they will be very sorry. Then people are like, "But well, I thought you said you're never going to tell when you're going to do attacks. That was your whole thing. So then he was like, okay, actually, good point. I didn't say it would be coming soon. It could be soon. It could be not so very soon. We don't know. We don't know. And then the next day, bombed them. So real good head fake there, bro. Really good. But listen, I, I support this one personally. A lot of people are against attacking without congressional approval, but at least Trump got a coalition this time of England and France as well, joining forces with the United States to punish Assad for something that he deserves to be punished for, which is attacking his own people with chemical weapons. And so uh, we dropped 100 Tomahawk missiles on Syrian chemical weapons facilities, um, hopefully to cripple their ability to make more of them. I don't know why we didn't take those out back when we made sure that they cleared all their chemical weapons and they clearly didn't do that because they kept attacking. So we know where they are. I don't know how we don't take them out already, but hopefully this did something. There's mixed reports as to whether or not it was effective or will be effective at – at crippling their capability in the future. Uh, I do know that Trump then quickly tweeted, mission accomplished, okay? Which is a strange phrase to use, considering George Bush used that in the middle of the Iraq war many, many, many years before it was accomplished. Then Trump said, I knew the media would seize on that, but it's a great phrase, good military phrase. think we should use it again. Um, so he just courts controversy, this man. But uh, at least we took some action, and it was against Russia, which was nice, because... Uh, Russia is on the wrong side of history on all of these issues. And it seemed as though Trump was for a second turning against his good buddy Putin, right? And then Nikki Haley, which I'll mention later in the podcast, said we're going to be doing tough new sanctions against them. But then Trump backed out. And the point I also didn't make clear was like, why back out? You're finally getting tough on them. That's the biggest criticism of you. It really makes me think more and more they must have something on him that he refuses to take them on directly. It's just so strange to me um, that he refuses to take on... This adversary who on every issue is on the opposite side of goodness. They just recently attempted to kill a former spy that defected to to Great Britain and his daughter. They meddled in our elections, literally jeopardizing our entire democracy and now are supporting somebody who is killing children in his own country. Why would you back off those sanctions? We'll get into a little more detail in a minute, but I just wanted to clarify, at least the bombing did take place, because I did not mention the bombing in the story to come, and also in the Facebook story coming up, um, I just wanted to mention that on the flip, as much as I criticize Zuckerberg, and I debut my new Mark Zuckerberg impression, he sounds not human, and it's exciting, I just wanted to also clarify that it is something we're kind of asking for, you know, as much as it is messed up, and of course they should have protected our data much better and not let... Cambridge Analytica take it and sell it or, or buy it from whoever they gave it to, rather, um, and expose us, it just brings up a larger question. Do we even need or care about privacy anymore at all? We don't seem to care about it because we just give it up at every turn. And so we'll see how it shakes down in the future if privacy is something that we ever try to reclaim, which is going to be hard to do once you give it up. But as much as Facebook is guilty for doing this, I feel like we don't care that much about our data being out there. So is it that big of a problem? It remains to be seen. Make up your own opinions on that. Uh, all right, that's plenty. The podcast begins right now.
1: We will not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh, my God, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. But did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. And you'll never have to pour or measure detergent again. Can we all get along? Terror, horror, Film at 11.
0: How many sides does a triangle have?
1: Damn, four. There's no five. One. Last week.
0: Trustworthy, trust of them all, where the brain is. Am I getting stupider? Every week does it seem to you like I'm getting stupider? Because to me, it does sometimes feel a little bit like that in my brain. Um, But then again, that amount of self awareness and ability to look inward makes me think maybe quite the opposite is true. I don't know. It's been a great couple weeks. Sorry I missed last week. Um, I've been traveling a ton. Hope you enjoyed the Mandy Statmiller episode. I thought it was very interesting. We're releasing some videos from that soon. I hope y'all's weeks are going well. Uh, the world continues forward um, to show you how much I love y'all. I'm recording this right now from Tulum, Mexico, on a retreat. A rare vacation I am taking that I need. And I'm sitting in my room overlooking my private balcony that has a hammock overlooking the sea. And it's incredible, but I'm not out there swimming. I'm out here recording about the talk politics and current events for all of you and with all of you, because this is the pact we've made with each other. It's a two-way pact. And if we'll meet soon in the compound I've rented, bring your Nikes in a roll of quarters. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it all shakes down. I was in Boston last weekend Performing at Laugh Boston, thank you to all of you who came out and saw my Laugh It Off tour shows. Boston, interesting town for sure. Um, nice people, aggressive. If you consider aggressive and brutally honest to be nice, then my God, they are the friendliest folks around. It's basically like Santa's elves and Bostonians. Boston people are fun until you have two beers with them. Then every dude in Boston puts his arm around you. Not so much a friendly way. The intention's friendly, but the arm around your shoulder becomes quickly an arm around your neck headlock situation. He's like, come here, kid. You were fucking hilarious, kid. Your show was fucking wicked, smart, and wicked funny. I'm like, okay, my neck, though. You're hurting my neck. Thank you for the kind words, but my neck is in an extreme amount of pain right now. Please release my neck from your Bostonian grip, if possible. I'd appreciate that. And they do. You move on and your friends again. Um, despite the intense death hold on the neck region, it was a very good time. Um, I say we launch in. I'm about to go join this retreat activities very soon, but first, we must discuss the world, obviously. Oh, before I do that, one quick little thing. I did a survey on my Twitter asking people, because my birthday is approaching, Without Googling, how old would you guess I am? Having a complex about my age, I suppose. I gave the categories 28 to 32. 8% of you only thought that was possible, so fuck all y'all. 33 to 36 was the biggest percentage vote, with 47% of you thinking that was my age range. Thank you to those great fine Americans. 37 to 41... 34% of you thought, okay, fair enough, I'll accept that. Y'all ain't on my hate list just yet. And then 42 to 45, 11% of you, more of you think that than think I could be 28 to 32. So, I mean, suck on some dicks. Like a barrel, if you can find a barrel of loose dicks someplace, you could suck on them one at a time or just maybe go bobbing in the barrel, bobbing for cocks. I don't know. As much as I, every, every time I think I'm growing up and becoming a respectable human being, I say things like, go bobbing in a barrel of dicks. And I realize that my brain is that of a young child, but one who's old enough to know about about dicks and, and, and suggest that you bob for them, which is not even an age. I don't think it's an age anybody reaches typically in life, but I'm advanced. Uh, Chris D'Elia and Andrew Santino both replied on Twitter, to the survey saying, where is the 45 to 67 category? And so, I hate them very much and they're no longer friends with the podcast. Just so you know. Although I should have Tino on as a guest. So maybe he's back. Delia was a guest years ago. Don't need him anymore. So, check out his podcast So called Congratulations. It seems pretty funny. Or don't, because he's a dick. So maybe don't check it out. Even though it's funny. Ignore it. Try to skip over it. Uh, the world, huh? We start as always with the big news Cardi B shatters two of Beyonce's Guinness World Records Guinness reports The rap artist has now made history By breaking Beyonce's Guinness World Records Titles for most simultaneous Billboard US Hot 100 entries By a female And most simultaneous Billboard US, Heart, US Hot R&B Hip Hop Top 10 entries By a female Um, I'm happy for Cardi B former exotic dancer, current exotic singer. I just caution her to be careful. You don't want to come after Queen B, Queen Bey, no one knows how you say it. Probably they do. I'm probably wrong on the second guess. Beyoncé, she, she, she's strong, and who runs the world? Beyoncé do. So just watch your back, B, because Beyoncé don't like it when you come at her. Okay, she got records. And I think it's better if you just let her be be second place. That's fine. Just watch yourself. Should voicemails be banned? I just read the headline of this story, but yes, of course, 100% yes. That's obvious to everybody. I still have a friend or two, but at least one that calls me every couple months. And when I don't pick up, he doesn't text me, which is what any normal human would be. It's not your parents.
1: He leaves a voicemail.
0: The audacity of this person. Then, this is Adam Hunter, by the way, who does this, comedian Adam Hunter. He doesn't just leave a voicemail even telling you what it is. He just leaves a voicemail saying, yo, call me. What? What planet do you live on? That you're going to call me? Make me then call into a separate service like this is the 1990s and then hear your message and still give me no information. I already know you called and you want me to call because you called me. That's what the miscalled does. You're going to make me
1: call into a voicemail and then not tell me what it is you want.
0: Oh boy. I mean, you are in, in, in encouraging my wrath. You are encouraging my damn wrath. And you better watch your damn self. Starbucks! Black coffee, we have it. Black people, not sure we want it. Starbucks CEO Kevin Johnson apologized after a viral video showed two black men arrested at a Philadelphia coffee chain last week while waiting to meet a friend. Quote, the video shot by customers is very hard to watch. This is your stock prices, motherfucker, and all that. And the actions in it are not representative of our Starbucks missions and values. Would be weird if they were. Our mission here at Starbucks is to provide you with amazing coffee. And to be incredibly rude to black people. The people were arrested by the Philadelphia Police Department. Because they weren't buying anything or instead waiting for a friend. Something white people are allowed to do. Six police officers came and handcuffed the two black men. Took them out. Um, Not cool of behavior. However, you do have to hand it to the Starbucks company for really being on top and not wanting their coffee sales to drip much like their coffee does because they announced shortly thereafter they will close more than 8,000 of their stores. Permanently? No. For an afternoon on May 29th to accommodate racial bias education geared toward preventing discrimination in our stores. Quote, Closing our stores for racial bias training is just one step In a journey that requires dedication from every level of our company and partnerships in our local communities, says CEO. I'm guessing an old white man, Kevin Johnson. Oh, he is. He's an old white man. Congrats. Congrats to you, my friend. All stores and corporate offices will be closed that afternoon. 175,000 U.S. employees will get this training to address things like implicit bias, And conscious inclusion. Try to include people more consciously. How about also throw in there, don't arrest innocent people who are waiting for a friend. That's just another level you might want to put into that training just to suggest John. I mean, you do you, though, Bucks. You do you, the Starbucks. Michael Cohen's office raided by FBI and his home and his hotel room. That he also has a consistent hotel room, even though he has a home. And then he keeps documents at his hotel room. Another weird move. You know you're hiding shit when you have an extra place to keep documents. That's not normally a document holding place. Two days after FBI agents raided his home and office and hotel, uh, seeking documents relating to his payments made to women with whom the president allegedly had affairs, the president's personal lawyer had this to say. I just want my stuff back. Great comment. I get it. Of course, you want your stuff back because it has a bunch of jailable stuff in it, probably for you and the president and his other people. Why did I sing that? Why? Maybe because happiness enters my brain. I think those things could be, could not be. Trump said that they went in there and trashed the place and raided and ransacked. And then Michael Cohen said, no, they were extremely professional, courteous and respectful. That's a quote. So they didn't break into his lawyer's office. But the president doesn't care about facts. He only cares about framing things for his own personal narrative. Because America is now not a country of the people, by the people, and for the people. But it's a country of one person, by one person, and for one very orange person. Um, Cohen, of course, is Trump's lawyer and personal, is personal lawyer and fixer. And by the way, you know that your president is shady as
1: Fuck. When he has a fixer,
0: do you have a fixer? you listening right now in your earbuds, in your ears. Do you have a fixer? Someone you call to fix situations that you do that are fucked up? No, you don't. Neither do I. I don't have a fixer. President's got one. Well, Cohen's under criminal investigation now. And uh, the filing took a direct shot at Cohen's claim that much of the evidence seized falls under the umbrella of attorney-client privilege, Daily Beast reports. Quote, the searches seek evidence of crimes, many of which have nothing to do with his work as an attorney, but rather relate to Cohen's own business dealings. The filing stated, noting that covert search warrants on multiple different email accounts maintained by Cohen indicate Cohen is, in fact, performing little to no legal work. Oh, so he's just a fixer. So the shadiness increases by the moment. Prosecutors also use Cohen and Trump's words against them in the filing, particularly Trump's denial that he knew about a hundred and thirty thousand dollar payment made by Cohen to adult film star Stormy Daniels in the waning days of the 2016 presidential campaign. Um there's no way on God's green earth, no way in Sam Hell, Sam's Hill, neither of those is an actual phrase, that the president didn't know somebody was paying one hundred and thirty dollars to quiet a porn star he banged it down with. Of course. He knew. Let's not be dumb-dumbs. Oh, and Sean Hannity, apparently was the secret, unnamed third client, apparently he's only got three clients as a lawyer, of Michael Cohen. Hannity claimed that he was not using him as a lawyer just for advice, sort of what lawyers do, legal advice, kind of what lawyers do, you know what I mean? And uh, Hannity did not disclose this fact to Fox News, but on his air of his uh, horrible Hannity program, where he's literally poisoning America one word at a time, he kept talking trash about the FBI raid, saying it's completely unconscionable that there should be criminal charges against the FBI, that Cohen's innocent. Oh, hiding the fact that your own personal interest involved there. It's called full disclosure, bro, and you ain't bringing it. So I hope he goes down along with him because he's a horrible, poisonous person. Is. He asked Ted Koppel in an interview at Quip, I, Quip and Clip that I reposted on my Twitter app, Ben Glebe. Andy says, you really think I'm bad for America? And Ted Koppel goes,
1: I really do. Because you're attracting people for whom political agenda is more important than fact.
0: And I realize now that my Ted Koppel impression has gone so far south, it is now below even where I am in Mexico. Facebook actually exposed the data of 87 million people, not the 50 million originally reported, During the Cambridge Analytica data scandal So they've only upped it to 87 million That's good news Hopefully by the end of next week They'll get it up to 150 million And eventually maybe all of us Will have had our data exposed And that'll be great news Because then it'll be an even playing field once again A playing field where all of our data is exposed To people we do not want it exposed to And future elections can even be tainted by that But hey Hey at least we're all be the same right now. One third of us are disadvantaged. Of course, Zuckerberg testified in front of Congress this week, last week on Earth, and looked like a young boy about to see boobies for the first time. Very nervous, shiny, sweaty, pale. Didn't blink the entire time, I believe. Somebody else tweeted that. Maybe Conan, but I think it's true.
1: I watched much of the proceedings. Um, he kept saying, thank you, Senator. Thank you, Congressman. I would just like to say I sound like Ted Koppel, but younger. And that's a great question. We do not need we did not intend to expose the data and we're going to work on not exposing data in the future. Thank you. We should have protected the data more, but we didn't. And for that, we apologize.
0: And then Congress is like, uh, okay, but weren't you guys in trouble many times before for not taking
1: people's privacy seriously? Well, that is a great point, Senator, and thank you for your question. And I would just like to point out that we will do it better in the future. But you said that before. But yes, again, now I'm saying it because I'm scared, and I'm in front of all of you right now. Also, did you ever ask yourself how I became the CEO of the biggest company in the world when I talk like this and... I'm barely human at all. Have you ever asked yourself that question, Senator? Until you do, don't worry so much about data, breaches or releases, when this company is being run by some sort of an android man, part man, part machine. Click like. And
0: I will poke you back. So I think I covered that story pretty thoroughly. Trump says Putin and Russia and Iran are responsible for animal Assad Oh, is Trump turning on Russia finally? Cause finally he put those sanctions in place too that Congress suggested a long time ago that he delayed as long as humanly possible. Now he says this. Trump lashed out on Sunday at Russia and Iran for backing animal Assad. Backing animal Assad. Isn't it animal named Assad? I'd like to ride his back like a little pony. Okay? In Syria, following a suspected chemical attack that killed dozens of civilians many dead, including women and children, in a mindless chemical attack in Syria. Um, the area of the atrocities is in lockdown, and inspectors have been trying to get in there to verify that it's a chemical attack, use of chlorine and sarin gas suspected, but Syria kept blocking them getting in there, hoping the chemical evidence would dissipate into the air after killing people, including children, which is not a nice thing to do. Not at all. Um, at least 40 were killed in the attack on the town of Duma. The last rebel stronghold in Ghouta Not just the cheese anymore Uh, Trump of course also took a jab at Obama While attacking our actual enemies Saying he did not do enough to end the Syrian disaster Even as the chemical attack came just days after Trump said The US will be coming out of Syria Like very soon, we're coming out very soon And then he went the next day and talked to everybody in his administration and the rest of the government who said, no, no, we can't do that. And he's like, "Okay, maybe not. Maybe yes. Maybe I'll bomb them instead. We'll come out. We'll bomb. We'll come out again. We'll come back. We'll bomb, bomb. Come
1: down around. Come do it. I think that's a great idea, Senator. I am Mark Zuckerberg, Senator. I am a human boy. I dream one day of becoming a
0: real boy, Senator. Nikki Haley thrown under the bus. Not literally. Nobody threw her under a bus. She's our U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. You can't throw her under a bus. People would see that happen. Nice person. I like Nikki Haley. My parents are big fans. Um, is the administration moving truly against Russia? It's hard to really say because Nikki Haley announced to the U.N. that there would be new sanctions, tough new sanctions. The Treasury Department would be rolling out against Russia as punishment for its continued support of Syrian dictator Bashar al-Assad, who again attacks his own people and murders them with chemical weapons, despite the Obama administration saying they got rid of all the chemical weapons, which I said back at the time was obviously bullshit, because how would you know you got all of them? And clearly they didn't get all of them. So, aha, I was right. And the world suffers because of that. But not 24 hours later, the White House threw Haley under the bus, with a, again, not literally. There's no actual bus here. With a clear contradictory message Not so fast White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders said We are considering additional sanctions on Russia And decision will be made in the near future Weird though right Because Haley announced that it was actually happening It was lauded by lawmakers from both parties As the Daily Beast reported As are all these stories And They said she was confused, must have been confused, to which she clapped back with the very strong, I don't get confused. Oh, shit. You're going to anger Trump by speaking this thing called the truth. Trump thinks he can throw everybody under the bus. Again, not literally. There's no buses. Why are people thinking there's real buses here? There's not. And so then the U.S. has finally now reached a decision on whether to pull out of Syria or not, based on Trump's haphazard offhand remarks. Here's what they are. The director of national intelligence, Dan Coates, named that because he always wears a bunch of coats. So it's an appropriate name. Said on Wednesday, the United States reached a decision whether to pull American troops out of Syria, but Coates declined to reveal that decision or even speak about the geopolitical consequences of the U.S. pulling out of a Civil War-ravaged country. Quote, I can't go into the details of what was decided yesterday with our national security team and with the president on account of me being weighed down by all of these coats. But there will be released a statement shortly relative to the decision that was made on that topic. Translate that into, we don't know what Trump's going to say or do. So all I know is I believe we made a decision. But whatever that is, let's let the orange guy do the talking. Later Wednesday, the White House released a statement that did not reference a decision. So again, confusion and mis-messaging on all sides. There are very fine people. But stated that the U.S. and its allies remain committed to eliminating the small ISIS presence in Syria that our forces have not already eradicated. Something to which I do give Trump credit. He said he had a secret plan to get rid of ISIS, and I don't know what the secret plan was, but it seems he worked, and ISIS is being largely decimated around the world, and that's really good. So props on that one, and thank you for that. That's really a good thing. Even though he's mostly carrying out Obama's strategy, continuing, it seems like, from all reports I've read, but still, he hasn't ruined it. So that's good. Um, we'll see how that goes. The magnetic therapy that could recover your memories. Transcranial magnetic stimulation has been used for the treatment of schizophrenia and depression. We all know that. No, we don't. But could it also bring back lost memories? God, do I hope so. I've got some wonderful ice cream-based memories from a young child that I would like back. And going down slides in the playground. One time I was on the very top of a slide and I actually... I don't even know how it happened, but I fell off from the top. It was in McDonald's playland, and I fell from the very top of the slide off the side onto my head. Why did I want that memory back? I don't want it back. I think it explains some of why my brain is how it is now. And I'd like that memory suppressed. Is there any way we can get transcranial magnetic stimulation to put memories back? That would be good. The cognitive capacity to keep sounds in mind for a short period of time was the focus of a paper published by Neuron, in the Neuron magazine, by a team at McGill University's Brain Imaging Center, misspelled British way. The study tested the efficacy of a non-invasive brain therapy called transcranial magnetic stimulation, or TMS. Using a handheld device placed against the scalp, the researchers positioned the targeted oscillating pulses at 5 hertz into the brain in order to stimulate nerve cells. The pulses are reportedly not painful, at least as far as they cannot remember. Maybe they're scrambling you. You don't know.
1: Maybe they're fucking scrambling you. You
0: don't know. But the group found some surprising results. TMS seemed to directly improve the working memory of 17 participants in a recall task. They were asked to recognize a melody when the order of the notes played back was reversed. After TMS treatment, they were able to remember the series of sounds quicker and more accurately. Don't know if that proves they can bring back suppressed memories. In fact, no, it does not. The researchers believe there's hope for that. And to that, I remain hopeful. I also hope the Pacific is as blue as it has been in my dreams. I hope one day I can be reunited on the beaches of the Pacific Ocean with my dear friend, Andy Dufresne. I hope. Did God have a wife? A 3,000-year-old picture from the Sinai Peninsula is back in the news again this week, with some claiming that this ancient Jewish artwork depicts God, God's penis, and God's wife. In that order, I guess. If this interpretation is correct, this picture would call into question much of what we think about Judaism, in particular the idea that there was only one God. The picture was unearthed as part of excavations at Kuntalat Arjud, a hillside in the northern Sinai Peninsula, that was excavated over four decades ago. I'm going to Israel again in two or three weeks and we'll record another podcast episode there, I'm sure. Um, if you didn't listen to our one in the Middle East recorded a few months back, ch- check that out. Um, the discovery yielded the most controversy was an image of a man and woman holding hands and wearing crowns. The man is shown with what appears to be a large penis. And above the two figures, the words Yahweh and Asherah are inscribed. Yahweh is one of the primary names used for God in the Hebrew Bible, Old Testament. In English Bibles, it is translated as Lord. Um, I think this proves it. Four decades ago, they found a supposedly thousand-year-old painting that has God with a big old penis and a woman behind him. They're both wearing crowns. And we all know nobody, even back in the old days, could draw a drawing that wasn't fact. We know that you can't draw a drawing that wasn't fact. Nobody ate some ancient Mediterranean berry that made them all tripped out. Or perhaps they just invented stuff without the use of hallucinogenic berries and wanted to draw God with a big old dong dong. And a woman was also wearing a crown. Maybe God put a crown on one of his mistresses. Maybe the woman is God and put a crown on one of her mistresses. Can a mistress be a man? In old times at least, sure. Or if you're God, you define terms as you like. People are stupid. I love that we think God had a wife because someone drew a picture of it. The only accurate part of the story I think we can all agree with is that God, man or woman, definitely has a big old penis, don't you think? If you're God, you'd probably give yourself one, even if you're a woman. Ladies listening, write in. Tell me if I'm right or wrong, at Ben Glebe on the Twitter. Paul Ryan is out! Paul Ryan, y'all. Speaker of the House. Reluctantly took the job, hated Donald Trump in the campaign, then reluctantly agreed to support him, and now it's his lapdog, lapping up his, his his dog, and got his tax cuts through, inflated the budget deficit, even though he's been a deficit hawk his whole life, and now he's out, run scared, because there will be, a, I believe, a blue wave of Democrats taking over the House and Senate come the 2018 midterms. And Paul Ryan don't want no part of that. He run and skirt, baby. He run skirtled skirtle Still has beautiful blue eyes. You can't take that away from him. You can't take that away from him. He's got those beautiful blue eyes. I am getting stupider. I think it's pretty likely. Tristan Thompson is still in, even though Paul Ryan's out. Khloe Kardashian's boyfriend. Tristan Thompson, just a week before she gave birth to their baby, it was reported he was cheating on her With a bunch of different women you can't say anybody was surprised by that This is a Kardashian situation This is kind of sort of par, par for the course Will she stay with him? Nobody knows But you assume so Because she named the baby True Thompson Gave him the last name And the first name True Kind of a slam Like be true to me But you're not Because you're cheating So she's probably going to stay with him But just once. every time He speaks the child's name To be reminded you're a son of a bitch You get that? True, come here, yeah. Should have called him Truth or Faithfulness Thompson. I mean, it's too late now. Well, you can change your name at Legal Zoom for a hundred bucks. James Comey on a press blitz. His book came out, A Higher Loyalty, where he talks all kinds of mad shit about Trump. It says Trump asked for loyalty from him, to which he did not give him. He said he'd give him honest loyalty. He said he'd give him honesty, to which Trump said, honest loyalty, that's what I want. Like he was trying to make a deal, according to Comey, between the two terms. And then John Kelly, Trump's chief of staff, apparently called Trump dishonorable for firing Comey on a phone call to Comey. Minutes after Comey was fired by Trump via Twitter, called him and said he was sick about the situation and intended to quit in protest. And supposedly Comey replied he didn't want him to quit because the president needs... People of principle and integrity around him So Kelly stayed And as everybody was so hopeful for I mean hopeful about That he would rein in Trump And get him to act like a normal president Obviously that's a fucking lie And on that wonderful note Hopeful note It's time to check in with the Glebe of Extraordinary Gentlemen The Glebe Squad The Big Glebers and all of us The Glebe Nation The Glebe Mob The Friends with Benefits Brain Trust It is time for Twitter Answers It's a double Twitter answers this week because I owe y'all one. First, I asked you, what celebrity do you think is most embarrassing or stupid and why? Hashtag Twitter answers where you can always find the week's Twitter answer question. Cynic L Girl at Cynic L G R R L replied, I'm sure I have a list somewhere. I'm sure I have a list here somewhere. Very funny. There are a lot of dumbass celebrities for sure. Our old friend John the Hologram Hollowich, optimist for PA Gov, says honestly, Gwyneth Paltrow, her feel-good pseudoscientific health site is going to get someone killed eventually. Jade eggs for your vaginal health? Come on! I hear you, brother. I tried it, and my vagina saw no improvements. The legendary Frank King at TLF, Frank King, says the president because he's basically doing the same pro wrestling heel shtick he's been doing for the last thirty years. But now the angriest 25% of the country thought it was a great idea to give a supervillain nukes. Can't argue with those points. Very strong points. Mikey Reeves at Mr. Reeves 43. What did he say is the dumbest celebrity? Most embarrassing and why? Ben Glebe because he's Ben Glebe. Wait, what? Why did I put that one in here?
1: Why would you say
0: that? I mean, fair enough. Keeps their own opinion. But why would I read it on my podcast? Because I don't care. Because we all got to be able to look inward and laugh at ourselves. And I assume Mikey's joking, obviously. You're joking, right, Mikey? Are you joking?
1: Tell me you're joking. Tell me you're joking.
0: Drop you at I, Damien Jackson, says, Mango Mussolini. I'm sure he's referring to Trump right there. Funny term for him. I like that a lot. Mango Mussolini. Bird is the word, replied Gwyneth. Another Gwen the vote. Gwyneth, hands down, just spend 10 minutes on goop and you'll lose 20 IQ points. Do not put jade eggs in your damn vagina because Gwyneth Paltrow said to. We bookending that question with jade eggs in the vagina. And again, you're right. Not effective. It had a negligible effect at best on my vaginal health. On my VH. I also asked the brain trust. What's your favorite thing that has happened this year? Hashtag Twitter answers. Our dear friend, Chris Carter at UK brain trust with the greatest reply. So exciting for all of you listening to this perfect opportunity to break the news to you, Ben Gleeb. finding out that I'm going to be a dad. How cool is that? Congratulations to you and your lovely lady. I got to spend time with in London and to you, Chris, I got to spend time with in Amsterdam as well. So exciting. You guys are going to be wonderful parents. Um, your child's mail will always arrive on time, because I'm sure you'll prioritize the mail for your own child. Your kid won't get mail for a long time, but that's so wonderful. You guys are really lovely human beings. I'm so excited for you. And as I wrote on Twitter, I believe that little Glebe Carter will grow to be a child that makes you so proud. got to call him Glebe Carter. Please, I need this. At least Ben Carter. Ben Glebe Carter? Glebe's a good middle name. One of the two. Alyssa at Sunlight Lover says, so far my favorite things that have happened this year is my youngest sister got married and my middle sister got pregnant. I get a bro-in-law and first nephew all in one year. I've been married, divorced, and have two kids who are teens, so this is huge for me. Well, congratulations. It's lovely you're expanding the family. And that you love your family so much that you are happy for their happiness. That's touching to me. Gary Hartley, we're one year closer to the end of Trump. Agreed. That is a pretty decent hope. It means fact as well. CJ at M underscore blade says, helping a new new fan find episodes of LWOE and Ben retweeting my response. Hell yeah. Please do spread the word of this podcast. Last week on earth. As you know, you can get quotes of the podcast at last week on earth on Twitter. Please spread the word. We're doing this. I want the audience to expand. Going to try to get advertisers soon. And the bigger the audience, the better for that reason. Even though I love our intimate little chats. Mark Revolli at Mark Revolli says, "After an eight-year period of financial hardship, I'm finally back in school and one semester closer to my bachelor's degree." Well, congratulations on that. That is cool. Good luck with that. Hopefully, you can get a job out there. And the at least employment's doing well too. Another thing you got to kind of hand Trump some credit for—he has not ruined the economy. Unemployment did keep dropping and is now approaching full on, full full employment, which is pretty solid. At Maria Tortilla One. I hate the reason, but the Parkland students have been inspirational and more adult than the adults. True that. That is very true. The Parkland students have been amazing and have shown us that the future might be not so terrible. And I think that's the dream we all have for America and the world. A future that is not so terrible. Alyssa at Ampoinen said, My favorite thing has been witnessing the development of amazing movements like A March for Our Lives and Me Too. Seeing their strength and resilience has begun to restore my hope for the future and my faith in humanity. Yeah, same point as the one before. It really is nice that we at least have people that are standing up against these things. And I said it right when Trump won. The one big benefit hopefully the planet and the country will get from this is that it's forcing us to confront our demons and bring them out in the open. And you can't heal a scab if it don't get no sunlight. That's not technically true. You can put a Band-Aid and some Neosporin on it. But you get the point from a more... Conceptual level Burying your problems ain't going to do the trick So bringing them out, addressing them head on Is the best way to purge And basically that's what Trump's presidency is One long purge And we've seen the purge movies, they're frightening But hopefully some people are left alive at the end Which leads perfectly into the last one Our buddy Matt Corey At Roller Dog NC Best part of this year so far Kevin Smith's life being saved ab so freaking lootly. Kevin Smith, an American icon, one of the best filmmakers of our time, the creator of this modcast network this podcast exists on, my dear friend, wonderful human being, truly wonderful person, as you guys may have heard, was recording his stand-up special, supposed to do two tapings that night, and had a massive heart attack between shows one and two, couldn't do the second show, went to the hospital, thank God, he had like a close to 100% blockage of one of his arteries, thank God... He's fine. They caught it in time. I texted with him the next day, told him how amazing it was that on the night that he almost died, he wrote this beautiful, inspiring message to all of us on his Instagram. You should check it out. And he wrote back that it meant the world to him. I heard from friends close to him shortly thereafter, he'll be recovering just fine. He'll be doing great. And he's already lost a huge amount of weight now on an awesome diet. And he is stronger than ever. He's already out doing podcasts again. And his special, the one taping is coming out on Showtime very soon. So that's pretty incredible. Please check that out. Support Kevin at all times and all things. He's just a truly wonderful guy and funny and a true talent. So follow him at that Kevin Smith on Instagram and Twitter. And on that wonderful note, an actual true wonderful note, one that is not, not so terrible. It's just truly great. It's time, because you cannot
1: hear lightning for the Thunder Round. A beer
0: made for drinking in the shower, UK Brain Trust brought to my attention, Vice reported, the 10% alcohol content shower beer from the Swedish craft brewery Pang Bang, and the creative agency Snask can also be used as a conditioner. First of all, Pang Pang and Snask are two of the greatest company names, and you know they're going to make great products. A beer made for the shower, smart, smart idea. Quote, we did the first batch that wasn't that big, mostly for the Swedish market and wanted to have it for ourselves. It sold out so fast, there's quite an interest in it. Apparently, it pairs well with the sudsiness of the shower. Quote, I, left the shower, I let the shower beer sit longer in the primary fermenter before dry hopping and cold crashing compared with other pang-pang beers. Let's it develop a soapy flavor. That's not starting to sound weird now. That in some beers is considered an off flavor, but it's just on point for a shower beer. No, I it to say it's non-soapy. So I know I'm not drinking soap, but that's on you, y'all. Um It's not a one-trick pony. It's designed to also be used as a conditioner. So if you're looking into looking good rather than feeling good, I've thought of you too. also only comes with two or three sips, which uh, is not enough. It's not enough sips. But I guess if you want to also wash yourself, maybe it's the right amount. Maybe it's four sips. Anyway, it's a small beer. Cool idea. Kind of stupid, but why not? You know, if you're into into drink and don't want to ever pause even for cleaning yourself, this is the drink for you, courtesy of Snask and Pang Pang. This podcast, by the way, brought to you by the good people at Snask and Pang, And our last story. When you ask for a hookup with an entire local government, I saw this story on Twitter, the Doncaster Council in England received a curious, unsolicited proposition, and their response has pleased a lot of people. Someone DM'd the local government saying, yes, yes, baby, want a hookup? To which the government responded, it's kind of you to offer, but you know, we're a metropolitan borough council providing the majority of local government services in Doncaster. So I'm they kind of busy. At my Doncaster, then followed up with, It's nice to see people truly appreciating some of the many services we offer as a council to the point of them wanting to thank us in person. I love it when companies have a sense of humor. I love it when people working in stuffy places lighten it up. And show they can not always just be so stuffy, but instead can be human. Can joke around a little bit. No one thinks they're less serious of a government. In fact, they think they're more responsive to the people. And I hope they do fuck. I hope they meet this guy and as a collective government effort, fuck this dude. Because I feel like it's a great way to show that you're giving back to the people. And I'd like them to update if they indeed do meet the guy. And uh hook it down and or hook it up. So... We can all keep our fingers crossed for that development. And on that note, just over 40 minutes, a good, nice, tight, short podcast for all y'all. I'm about to go meet up with a friend, lay out on the beach, probably swim, even though I heard there's like a kelp situation with like bugs in it and it's going to be kind of hard to wait out there. But I'm still going to try because I'm, I'm, I'm weighing the options. I'm about 51 wanting that water and 49 afraid of bugs and touching, having kelp touch my legs made me feel like it's sea monsters. That's my own personal struggle that I will deal with and report back to you next week on this fine podcast. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful next week on Earth. Until last week, next week, this has been Last Week on Earth. Last Week on Earth.
1: Last Week on Earth.